This is episode number 417 of WP Watercooler. What makes a good web host in 2022? I don't know what happened here. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me at Jason Tucker on Twitter. <laughs> oh, man. I'm Steve Zangit. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress meetup. She's Say Reed. She's not here today, but she eats WordPress, breathes WordPress, sleeps WordPress, drinks WordPress. I don't, I don't remember. And y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Jason Cosper, a.k.a. Fat Mullenweg, back at it again on the world's most influential WordPress podcast. And that podcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You know, just, just to let you folks know, I think it was Say that made this intro. I, I think that's what happened. It was Say's fault. It's always Say's I, I fault. Gotta, I got I got, I got a comment here. How much, smoother do, how much smoother do the intros go when she's not here? No. Is it a no. coincidence? Come on. No. Does Steve say this because he knows she doesn't listen to the show? <laughs> it's like how we talk smack on Steve this, when he's not here. Be, he's, this will he, be the one podcast he to. <laughs> Yeah. She's really interested in what we have to say about web hosting. Yeah. Yeah. We miss you. I, I love saying. I miss, we miss you. We miss you, say. So, yeah, today we're going to be talking about web hosting and um, kind of a, g- g- give a little bit of a, an idea of what web hosting is in 2022. And um, we even have a person who works in web hosting and has worked well, in web hosting for a very long time. Steve, Cosper, you're uh, working in web hosting now? Cosper's actually worked at all the WordPress web hosts. So, Jason, I think you and I just log off and let him take it from here. Right. Perfect. <laughs> that works for me, dude. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> well played. It's like, well okay. played. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, web hosting is definitely um, has changed and adapted over the years. I know that uh, WP Engine just launched their their new headless um, Atlas. Atlas, yes. Yep. Um, which I mean that. Um, sounds great. Uh, I mean, the, there are people uh, making plays in that now. Uh, Pagely, one of the originators of like managed WordPress hosting, just got snatched up by Google uh, not too long ago. Uh, they're apparently, um, if um, their uh, constant uh, hype generation on Twitter is to be believed, they're working on some sort of managed WooCommerce thing. <laughs> Uh, to take on one of my former employers, Liquid Web slash Nexus, uh, who have kind of carved out their niche uh, in kind of managed WooCommerce hosting. Um, DreamHost, where I work at, has been at things for 20 plus years, uh, originated the one-click installer. Um, you know, Bluehost has changed from being just like a, a shared WordPress host or a shared uh, just a web host to like a, a straight up like WordPress host. I think they still have yep. their legacy uh, cPanel customers or whatever. But um, so the landscape has really shifted over just the past like five years. SiteGround's still around, right? It's for for you know if, um, for for people who just want to kind of do it themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I, not that SiteGround's bad. I'm just saying, you know, site, SiteGround's great hosting for that that kind of stuff. Um, and they've been in the space for for quite a long time too. Absolutely. 
No. They just won some Forbes list thing just recently as well. Instagram? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um what are, what are sort of the minimum things you, you you needed a host to um to be a how do I put this? To be a to, to have decent WordPress hosting. Uh, I mean, for when it comes to WordPress, uh, I think table stakes are or is uh, caching, and um, that should be uh, optimally uh, optimally should be uh, some sort of server side caching, so you don't have to engage PHP at all. Um, that eliminates a lot of the like shared WordPress hosts, the the ones running on some sort of uh, you know, pack them in shared infrastructure. Um, I, I now, um, I mean, that doesn't mean that you can't just get started with a, an inexpensive, um, you know, you have an idea, you, you just want a website spin up an, an inexpensive shared account. Like that's great. That'll get you bootstrapped uh, because you know, you don't want to go in and start paying, uh, you know, WP Engine entry level prices like right out of the gate, or Kinsta like entry level prices, or Pagely entry level prices, which I believe start at like five hundred bucks. Indeed, yeah. Well, yeah. but you, you're going to have to kind of make that decision up front. Do you want to build for who you are now or who you're going to be? Right? Because there there is a there is a migration process, right? And uh, you know, it's become a lot easier these days. But if you're on a a, a shared host or an inexpensive host. There is a migration process to one of the hosts that you're mentioning. Um, most of them have written technology to where you just click a button or put in a couple fields, and and it it does all that for you, right? Um, but but it's still a process. Um, some hosts um, and Cosper, I agree with everything you said. Um, by the way, some hosts have um, a shared or a small, a, a more inexpensive tier. Uh, where you can start and then just flip a switch and go and go larger um, right. you know, a, as you grow. All right. And, and that uh, I don't normally talk about my day job just to, uh, to kind of give that separation, but that's well, kind of, okay to have uh, a change plug. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that is effectively what we do at, at DreamHost. We have, uh, and we've long had um, shared hosting plans that uh, get people in the door. And then when their business grows, um, you know, just like we, you know, we saw the writing on the wall uh, and uh, spun up our own managed uh, set of instances and even uh, have ways for people to, if they graduate uh, past manage, can go to full dedicated servers. So like, you know, you have that path where you can still have, um, you know, you, you can grow on to your own server hardware if that is something you need. So, so we're bouncing around here a little bit, but but I, I do want to touch on something you just said. What's the difference between managed and not? <laughs> I mean, that, that definition can I, really vary. I understand. Depending on hosts. Uh, manage, well, let's, let's, let's talk again as far as like what you consider table stakes for being a managed WordPress host. Yeah, uh, table stakes for managed WordPress host. Uh, basically, um, the sh the site should have, like I said, some server level caching. Should have uh, some sort of um, just just when you actually have to hit a dynamic page, uh, it should be fast. Like uh, normally, that entails uh, some sort of object caching, like Redis or Memcache. 
um, that, I mean, um, I want to say, uh, God, I don't want to but- butcher his name, but uh, Konstantin Kovenshin, uh mm-hmm. did. Well done. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did um, something with uh, DigitalOcean where basically it's it's more of a, a technically um, oriented, um, like managed hosting um that you know you you spin up a shell script but it it still manages a lot of like the the day-to-day processes and stuff like that uh he's done a form of object caching that uses the file system doesn't use redis or or memcache or anything else and i if i remember correctly the tests that he ran with that were like uh you may not actually need to be running redis at all but something that basically just makes php fast um when when you actually visit it i know that some places uh give you more php workers um like depending on plan levels and things like that i know that that was uh, a thing that a lot of managed hosts started doing which um, means you can have more simultaneous users doing the same thing at one time i'm, I'm right I'm, I'm, I'm oversimplifying it but but that's essentially what it, what it buys you pretty much yep. yeah um, but let's see, uh, CDNs also what? for, um, managed WordPress hosts. Uh, what were you going to say, Steve? I was going to say, let's take put technology aside. I was thinking when, when I think of managed, I think of the support that you get of managed yes. versus unmanaged, right? So the expertise that comes along with it, um, the maintenance of, you know, either your core WordPress and your plugins or both, right? So th- those kinds of things that you that are sort of done for you. So you don't have to worry about them. That's what I think of when I think of managed Manage hosting. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you may still run into issues where um, they'll say like, oh, that's out of scope for our support. And you maybe need to go hit up, um, you know, uh, say you're running uh, a Beaver Builder site and you're running into an issue there. Uh, they might still say like, oh, you got to go to Beaver Builder for that or whatever. But they'll, they'll uh, in a lot of managed support, uh, they'll do everything they can to try to uh, keep you happy because basically you're paying uh, an, an outsized or not not necessarily outsized, but uh, compared to a shared host, um, you know, fee to to get that service, to get that um, that help and and those resources. And um, I, I'm not <clears throat> I'm not that familiar with DreamHost. It's been a long time since I hosted there, but I do mm-hmm. know that WP Engine Nexus um, kind of take that um, a, a step further, sort of take ownership of your whole site, right? There there are going to be cases where if you have something custom, they're going to say, "Listen, you, you need to contact your developer, right?" Because yeah. this is outside of scope. But they do try to kind of take ownership and try to and find out what's going wrong if something's going wrong, and at least lead you to the right place. Yeah, and I mean the the DreamHost support will do that too. Um, they'll uh, it, try to get you as far along as possible until uh, eventually, uh, in the very rare case, they'll be like, "Hey, you have to engage uh, your developer or an outside developer for this." Yeah. Um, so great. Uh, so let's go back to technology for a second. You're starting to talk about CD, uh, CDN. You talked about caching. CDN, I think, is also part of the table stakes. Uh, uh, WordPress host. Yeah, definitely. Um, and some, uh, I've seen some folks fall back on like, um, they, uh, some hosts develop, uh, you know, partnerships with uh, specific CDNs. Um, uh, they'll run their own um, using or leveraging like AWS or Google Cloud or whatever. Um, 
there are uh, others that um, go um, uh, even simpler route. And I have seen uh, partner with um, automatic and Jetpack and say, hey, um, just use uh, Jetpack's CDN feature because it handles uh, images and, and JavaScript and, and whatever. Um, and uh, they don't really have as many uh, pops around the world, but if, if there's something, um, if it's something basic, that may even help. Uh, so um, if that's something that you're looking at and say you still don't have the, uh, the managed host money, you can um, still look into maybe enabling Sure. Um, the Jetpack CDN. As as much as I am reluctant to suggest Jetpack for any situation, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean that that works. Yeah. Yep. What what about like target price? Like, what would be the lowest you'd want to pay for a site just starting out? No traffic. No, you just you didn't move it anywhere. You're just starting it, and you you know you're gonna grow. So but like what, but what would be like that lowest amount that you would, you would uh, be uh, comfortable with either for yourself or for one of your customers? Before you answer that question, I, I did this. I, we, we were thinking along the same lines, Jason, because I went to SiteGround just to look at the, and I searched SiteGround WordPress just to look at their pricing. Take it without, without Googling, without looking, what do you think their bottom price is for WordPress managed hosting? Uh, I'd say like $4.95 a month. You're close, actually. I would have I would have said much higher. Yeah, you. It's it's regularly fifteen bucks a month, but they're get, they're doing it now for two ninety nine per month. Mm -hmm. that, that, wow. Not two hundred ninety nine dollars. Two dollars and ninety nine cents. You know, I, mm -hmm. I I spent like thirty seconds building out this this <laughs> uh th this thing of dollar web hosting. Uh, when you said two ninety nine, I just thought, wow, okay. Yes. So, but but that that's the introductory price, right? That's not like it you're it's not getting that forever. No, but it's it's a it's a discount off of their fifteen dollar price. So fifteen bucks a month is is about their bottom price. It's the get your feet wet price. I, yeah. I mean, it all same, out. Same thing with uh, Bluehost. Bluehost, you look at their site and starting at two ninety five a month. Yep. Um, WP Engine. Um, so here, here's what I was going to say. You know, um, about pricing is is typically what I look for is somewhere in the, for a starting price, somewhere in the range of like 40 to a hundred dollars, right? That to me feels like the right range of getting all the things that cost talking about uh, for your WordPress site. I, and I, I feel like if you sort of going lower than like a 39 99 price point, you're something's going to be limited or cut out of uh, something that you, you, you need. Right. And it's, it's, it's worth that extra money to, alleviate the headaches that you're going to face with something that you're, that is more of a DIY situation. Right. To me. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're paying for bandwidth, you're paying for CPU usage, yeah. you're paying for storage. Uh, WordPress loves its storage because it, it just wants to make like nine copies of every image for every little thing. Uh -huh. And um, you're paying for them to partner with the CDN. If they are doing that, if not, you have to go find your own. Um, you have some of those sorts of things. If you want to have, uh, you know, a firewall or any of those sorts of things. You can go Cloudflare or one of these other companies that are out there to do that. Like there's some things that, you know, and all these are partnerships that could either go through that web host or you could just get them out uh, separately. But yeah, you're going to end up spending, like Steve's saying, somewhere around that $50 point, I would imagine. And, and 
that, that sounds like a good, I mean, I wouldn't pay a dollar. <laughs> no, the startup, the startup plan on WP engine is, is 20 bucks, 1999 a month. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of go up from there. Um, and, and they, you know, there's, there's all kinds of ranges. So, so that, that's about where they start. Um, they're, what they limit you on there is you can only have one site instead of multiple sites, one, one install and your chat, your support is limited to chat instead of phone. Right. So you, you kind of have to go up for more of the, the managed stuff that we've talked about so far. Right. That brings up a good point though, mm -hmm. is if you, if you're, if you are setting up a multiple sites and you're going to have them all hosted under the same plan, um, you know, that's something you're going to have to take into consideration is the cost of that. Right. Nexus is, I'm just, I'm just looking around here. Nexus is about the same. So Nexus starts at 19 bucks a month if you're going monthly or, you know, 13 bucks a month if you're going yearly. Um, uh, but, and then they sort of go up kind of in the same range as WP engine, you know, 19 bucks up to one, well, actually it goes much higher, but sort of in the range that we're talking about is, is not, not kind of 19 to 109 was their first three plans. And that one, that 109 plan, I've got a lot of clients that, that, Buy that and never switch off of that. It's a, it's actually a very robust plan. Yeah, um, I, I I will say um, at DreamHost, uh, our uh, basic uh, DreamPress price I think is sixteen ninety five. We don't have a CDN. We're working through. Uh, I I'm sure my my boss might be like, what the f, Jason? But uh, we're working <laughs> we're working through uh, some things, trying to figure out a, a better. Uh, CDN offering for our customers, um, you know, like uh, everyone, uh, you know, if you, if you don't have CDN, it's uh, like I said, it's, it's kind of table stakes. So we just want to make sure that our customers get uh, the best possible thing. We, uh, our support routes uh, customers either to uh, Jetpack or Cloudflare. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have some some integrations in our panel with Cloudflare that make uh, that setup a little bit easier. But um, but the trade off there is you know DreamHost has been in the business for so long, especially the right. WordPress hosting business. What you, what your trade off there is 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 you're paying for the expertise, right? Yeah. And so um, even though I haven't been with DreamHost for for a long time, I know a lot of people who host with with, with DreamHost and they love it. Right? Yeah. And they love it for the support. They love it for the ease of use. They love it for a lot of things. And and frankly, even though Cloudflare is a DIY solution, it really does everything for you. And, and, and Cloudflare is free, right? At the right. kind of tiers we're talking about, Cloudflare is free, right? Sure. And so yeah, I'm uh, yeah I'm with you on on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So JD has a question that says, besides the globally known hosts, there are also many, many hosts that operate in a single country. How do these compare? Well, I, I think it's interesting. Um, one thing that immediately springs to mind with that question is uh, Germany. And uh, in the case of Germany, um, if you have a German run company, I, I believe it's, it's either a law or a very uh, strict encouragement to host with a German company oh. uh, if you are in Germany or uh, effectively uh, your servers should be located in Germany. Hmm. Uh, I remember um, some talks at a particular host that I've worked at uh, talking about like, what do we want to do about the German server requirement basically like there are customers in uh, particular regions that won't look at you basically unless you have some sort of like 
uh, local or close to local presence. Interesting. Um, and now we're ta not talking about you know the the reach of the server being only in that one country. The reach of the server is still going to be global. It's just where the course, where it's physically located is what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. I, I I just think that um, I I'm not sure. I haven't. It's been a few years since I've. Uh, thought about it, let alone even looked at the the law, which is why I'm so like shaky on the details. Uh, but um, I, I mean, it's that that partially has to be about latency. It has to be about um, all that other stuff. Uh, I remember helping um, somebody uh, troubleshoot a site issue, uh, and our um, they, they were oh my site is so slow. We look at it and we're like, ah, your site is fine. Uh, what's, you know, like uh, we wondered why the person's site was slow. Well, upon talking to the customer, uh, they were hosting their site in, uh, or well, they were at trying to access the site in Brazil mm -hmm. over, a, over <laughs> a 3G network. <laughs> and so we actually had to go in with some testing tools and say, okay, here is what it looks like in Brazil over a, a simulated 3G connection. Oh yeah, your site's slow. Well, like here's here's what you need to do. So I, I think that uh, these local and, and regional players, uh, if you are if that is something that you were concerned about with uh, latency, with uh, getting to your your customers as quickly as possible, uh, unless one of these larger players have uh, hosting in your particular region um then maybe give the local guys a look uh, i've heard a lot of really good things about just um local hosts um you know like that that kind of deal on a, a smaller scale might be uh more of a, a lifestyle business than supporting um you know 300 plus uh, employees across all these different time zones and et cetera, like you have with your GoDaddies and dream hosts and WP engines, et cetera. Well, there's, there's a related um, topic there um, about kind of where the servers are located, right? It, it, it's actually kind yes. of important to know um, uh, years back. I actually had a client that was host that, that was hosting at a host where the servers were located in the basement of a, a building in New York City. Um, mm -hmm. Remember when New York flooded? Um, well, I forgot what the name I of that. Sure person. do. New York flooded, and the servers, all those servers, got wet, like got drenched, like they were out. Like it was instantly gone, um, and there was no redundancy. There was no backup. That was just that was their host, um, and so I think. You know, it, it's something to think about when you are choosing a host. You know, how how big is the company? Do they have redundancy? What kind of servers are they running? Are they reselling servers? Right. Those those are things to think about. Um, you know, if you know, if if you're thinking about, um, I was going to say 100 percent uptime. That never happens. But the 99.99 percent uptime or whatever they whatever they rate it at. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially uh, in a case like that where you have these like hyper, um, you know, hyper local uh, regional hosts and, you know, yeah, they are running um, a, a small server farm or whatever out of a basement somewhere. Um, <laughs> an important thing to ask in that case is, do you have offsite backup? 
Like, yep. um, you know, okay, well, um, you know, we see you've made the choice to not run on AWS or Google Cloud or Azure or whatever. Uh, so what are you doing in the case of a disaster like this? I want to say, um, was it Hurricane Electric? Uh, don't they, um, I think that they're down in like the, the south, like the Louisiana area or nearby. And <laughs> Whenever they have a, a flood, a, a storm, anything I mean, it's like in the that, name. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it a problem when the servers are below sea level? Is that a, is that an issue? Uh, they <laughs> run colder, but they 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 run dead too, <laughs> right? Um, but I think you bring up a great point. You know, a lot of the a lot of these hosting companies are just are reselling uh, Google Cloud, AWS, Azure, like you said. That those those things are those are fine. Those are well protected and redundant, right? Those make me feel safe. Um, sure. Those, those or 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 you have friends that friends that um, are also going to be down as well when your thing's down. So you know when Google's down, you know well, everyone's bitching about it on Twitter, and you're like, well, okay, it's just part of the you know we're we're all down. All right, I get it. I mean, um, you go to you go to try to stick a credit card into a credit card <laughs> machine, and and money doesn't work, and you're just like, oh, so money's not working right now. All right, all right, well, we'll just we'll just set this one yeah, out for a little while until AWS reboots. We're living, Mister Robot. Um, um, the um. Verizon uh, went down this week. Like Verizon cell phones were down for five hours this week. All cell phone at, uh, uh, on Verizon was just out for five hours. Um, and so th those things do happen. Uh, those yeah. things do happen. I mean, satellites go down, like uh, any of those sorts of things. JD had one little, little question regarding like, if you're hosting someplace like Germany, would it be fast in Brazil if the CDN had you know, no. um, edge servers there or anything like that. No, uh, I mean, your, your statics will be fast. <laughs> it, no, you were talking in your case, the case you were talking about was, a, was the person's local connection, right? It's how they were connecting right. to the internet that was slow, right? It, it had nothing to do with the server or the CDN or any of the setup. Right. I, I mean, uh, we effectively, um, also realized that, um, their uh the hero image that they were using was uh a png that we could web p up basically uh and uh, also jpeg because it didn't have any sort of png transparency or anything else and um managed to get things loading quickly for them well you bring up a good point because some hosts actually offer things like uh, tiny PNG or mm -hmm. um, other things that are just built into their system so that you don't run into those problems, right? Without, without some, without something like that to protect you, right? You could upload a raw photo from your DSLR uh, into WordPress and your theme could be showing, you know, a 10 megabyte uh, header image, right? That, that, that happens, right. right? It happens when you don't have those things in place. So, so that is something you might look for in a host to, that where they put those, um, those protections in place for you and those 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 um those speed things are just sort of optimized for you automatically well i mean hopefully uh if people can uh come to some sort of agreement which uh, i know is rare in the wordpress project but um, <laughs> if people if people can uh sort out um their differences and their objections uh wordpress 6.0 was uh targeted to ship with uh webp support uh, by default, uh, some people are like, but I want JPEGs. I want 
like these things. Don't go converting my image to some uh, Google uh, backed format and, you know, screw things up, even though uh, the compression on it is uh, much better. It doesn't look like crap if it gets uh, not necessarily over compressed, but highly compressed. Um, but, um, uh, if people can come to those agreements, uh, you might not even have to worry about that as like from a hosting perspective, um, you know, things should just start being optimized and, and hopefully the, the WordPress performance team can help, uh, push that through a little bit. So it, it becomes, uh, something that doesn't even have to be a consideration anymore. We'll see. Right. <laughs> I mean, look, we've been using we've been using image technology made by CompuServe for many, many years. And who's CompuServe? And we're still using it. Right. So, you know, it, and and we can't even figure out how to pronounce the word correctly. So it's uh, you know, it, it's, it's it's that thing. Yeah. At least it's yeah. <laughs> we, I thought that was settled. Nah, Matt, it wasn't settled. Man. It wasn't settled. Damn it. Uh, it's it's uh it actually it's uh an mp4 with uh gif as the suffix and your browser just displays it the same anyway <laughs> right <laughs> exactly well i i'm i'm hoping that uh we were able to uh help some folks out with um trying to figure out what type of web host to look at there's so many different things we've talked about this stuff multiple times over the last almost 10 years of us doing this show um, and feel free to kind of go back and look at some of the stuff that we've talked about in the past on what things you should be looking for. I'll, I'll put some links down in the, um, the description down below so you can take a look at it and, um, we'll go from there. Thank you very it's much for hanging out with us. 30 minutes already. Yeah, it has been. It has been. Wow. Steve has a tea time. He has to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to y'all later. Here's our outro. And speaking of tea time, if you're if you're out, you know, playing playing golf, you can actually uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and you can even watch us in your pocket in YouTube. Talk to y'all later. You have a good one. Bye bye. <laughs>